last time on Iron Hides. Buzzards are circling. You see someone walking through the grass. Great bear's ghost, is that Davis? He gets close enough where you can put an arm on him, and then he just falls to his knees and keels over. gentleman who is unconscious in your arms who is definitely taller than i am <laughs> yep <laughs> <It's so comfortable. laughs> zadie is currently freaking out because she is holding a passed out man who is taller than her in her arms yeah no that makes sense yeah. <laughs> um uh are you gonna look him over yeah uh also what are the rest of you doing I would assume that we're kind of, or at least Inez is getting off her horse to help. Yeah, Emmett's going to get off the horse to help and also uh, look around to see if the, <laughs> there's anybody watching. I think Inez waves her arms up at the buzzards. Hey, hey, get on out of here. <laughs> I think a couple of them squawk heartily at you and then they probably, uh, they flap away. But, um... Emmett, while you're looking around, I don't think you see anybody standing around just watching. Um, and I don't think you get the sense that anybody is. But uh, I think I described like the land kind of getting um, into a little bit more of a hilly situation. Uh, and that hill that was, that was in front of you guys while you were riding, um, off to the left, you know, kind of just um, looking that way, as your eyes sweep over the horizon, you see um, some smoke starting to billow out of, like, a tiny little cabin um, that's kind of at the edge of, uh, edge of, um, I guess there aren't woods here, that that's kind of just sitting there, looking all innocent. <laughs> I guess, can log cabins look innocent? This one does. Log cabins <laughs> look very innocent to me. Yeah. But I haven't watched enough horror movies. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. No, it looks like a fairly innocent lock cabin. It's small, from what you can tell. It's pretty far away, though, so you can't really tell much else about it. Hig, what are you doing? Because uh, you knew this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm helping... Uh, Zadie's carrying him, right? Yeah. And so I'm under... So we're two two very small people underneath his very tall shoulders. Yep. <laughs> his legs just dragging along behind him. <laughs> leaving a trail. Oh I think the camera focuses on the trail that they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, when there were three, when there were two sets of footsteps and two long lines, that's when we carried you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> is this um, anybody, does anybody, hello? Is there anybody living in this cabin or is this Davis's cabin? I'm asking I, I my mean, friends. You're fairly far away from the cabin. You just kind of yelling out. It's probably not going to reach the cabin. You're going to have to maybe. The, the cabin's between us and the town, right? It, no, no, no. It's to the left of the town, maybe a oh, few miles. Okay. So which one looks closer? There's a vast amount of space between you and both the town and the cabin. If we're using geometry, this is more or less an equilateral triangle. Mm -hmm. Well, then, 
we'll come back to the cabin. We gotta get Davis to the 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 medic or whatever they got in this town. Hmm. Probably a dentist. Sure. <laughs> Dentists are great. I don't know why <laughs> why you laughed at that. I have a dentist appointment this week. <laughs> I was just commenting on the fact that the dentist is the surgeon yeah. in most small towns. Yep. It's true. Anyway, this has been fun facts about our local community. <laughs> glad Stay I could tuned be so we can tell you about the local bullet board. <laughs> so, are All you right, guys Somebody gonna... throw him on the horse so we can get him over there. Oh my god, I didn't even think about the horse. We got horses. <laughs> You telling me you forgot about Toby? No, I forgot that we could use our horses to carry people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's get Davis on the back of Toby, and uh, I'll ride him into town. All right. Okay, Hallie oop. <laughs> can you actually? No, no, it's fine. You want me to I'm roll? You, you want me to roll to see if I can alley oop my friend onto the back of my own horse? I'm not gonna make you roll anything. <laughs> I think you managed to alley oop your friend onto the back of your horse uh, with a plum for a, such a small man. <laughs> I, I, I think like we get the setup, and then Toby just like takes a knee. <laughs> to help. <laughs> I love that quite a bit. Thank you, buddy. Oh, you know, I didn't know whether to believe you when you said all those good things about this horse, but it is a good horse. You didn't know to believe me. I didn't know Hig, you at the Hig, time. Hig looks genuinely distraught. I didn't oh. know you. I didn't know Toby either. Take it back. Why would I have lied about having such a good horse? Anyway, we gotta go. I, you know what? I'm not even going to pretend that I know how long it's going to take you because time conversion and distance is not my strong suit. So after a little while, um, I think you start riding up on the town and as that's happening, you kind of get a feel for the land around you. It's there, There's lots of tall grass. Uh-oh. I think I described. Things generally feel very golden in this light. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we can't um, go over there. Sorry, say that again? We can't go over there to the tall grass. <laughs> Professor Oak will get real mad at me if I go in there without my that, own Pokemon. That's not this game. <laughs> that's not what this game is. Oh, it's a dream I had. I, mm. dreamt, I dreamt that Toby was a small yellow chinchilla. <laughs> I don't think so. Could he fit in your pocket? He could fit in my pocket. Was he and a we pocket would go monster? Out and we were, we, I was just a little boy. I was 11 years old, I think, and I was out there with Toby in my one hand and five other friends in my other. And we go out and we'd, we'd, we'd face the world, just Toby and I. Wait, wait, wait. Did you have a rival in this dream? I did have a rival in this dream. He was a nefarious man whose name was uh, a color. His name was, was Red. And he was my, 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 my old friend's grandson. A real <laughs> son of a bitch, that Red. Did, was he always unreasonably about the same power level as you were. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go someplace, he'd go someplace, boom! He was there first, bam! He got me. <laughs> you just, just hear Pud upset him. <laughs> I just, I'm just, oh shit. I just, anyway, listen, I love you dearly, sometimes the point of players is to 
upset the DM. All right. It was a nightmare of a dream, and I am really sad that it was. Well, I guess I'm happy that it's over because I'm awake now, and every day that I wake up is a day that I am surprised and also happy. That's why it's called the present. It's co- what? You know? Oh, uh, it's a good one. I yeah. like that. I'm a, I'm gonna use that in. I'm all right. You just wait. I'm gonna use that later. It's too bad all of this is going to be cut. <laughs> all right. So anyway, <laughs> it won't be cut because I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna make extensive references to that conversation. Please do not. Please <laughs> so, I will allow bear goofs. <laughs> we will allow in character goofs. <laughs> Davis, hold on, hold on, Davis. We're gonna get you there. Toby's got a bit of a, sometimes a bumpy ride when he runs. He's not good at switching from cantering to loping. So are, are you, are you getting there at full tilt or are you just walking in? Um, there really is a, there's, I cannot remember the names of the different. Trot, canter. It's, it's trot. Don't Gallows. worry. Isn't it? Do tr- not worry so because tr- I've got you on this. So it's trot, canter, Trot and lope, is the right? really bouncy one. Yeah, so we were trotting, and I, I hold, I'm and holding on to Davis. And canters a little Davis. bit faster, I think. Yeah, and so then canters I... are faster and also smoother. Um, gallop would be pretty much the smoothest, Running. though. I feel like you might run the risk of having a Davis fall off. Right. So I, I'm holding on to him while trotting, and I, I remember how to do this. Uh, Hig, no, Hig just does this naturally, but it was always really hard for me when I ran rode horses. As I mm. push, uh, Hig pushes his heel. His left heel gently into the side of Toby, letting him know what he needs to do. And Toby, Toby huffs. <laughs> and, he, and I think uh, Toby lurches forward. Um, he kind of just jumps forward and, and rides out ahead of the rest. Y'all mounting up and following after Hig and, and Davis? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You ride for a, a little bit. And then as you get closer to the town, the horses sort of naturally just come to a trot and then slow to a walk pretty quickly and as you come closer you notice that there are people in the town i mean it's it's a it's a pretty bustling town and a couple of them closer to the edge closer to where you guys are kind of coming in on they put their hands over their eyes and kind of squint out off at you and after a second when they recognize your coats and your horses they kind of go running back and start yelling something that you can't quite make out to the rest of the townsfolk and the whole demeanor of the town changes in a snap. People kind of start rushing inside. Some folks kind of rush inside and they come back out. They've got guns and they're sitting on their front doorsteps. So by the time that you're walking in through that main that main street, you're only seeing a couple of folks, most of them adults, guns at their sides, and they are mean mugging you so bad right now. So I think as the horse is slow to stop, Inez is going to put her hands up. Uh, Emmett is going to uh, tilt his hat and wink at one of them. They spit <laughs> in your general direction. A couple of them glance at Davis kind of hanging out in Higgs' saddle. Some of them mutter to each other. And then I think uh, someone on the further end of the street, they're wearing a, a black hat and sort of a navy blue sort of overcoat. He steps out into the road. He has sort of a shotgun. Mare's leg hoisted over his shoulder. And kind of yells down at you. What are y'all doing here? That's the moment that Hig was looking for. Finally, somebody who's willing to talk to us. Hey, we have... Are you kind of 
motioning Toby towards this man yep. as you're talking. He he holds up a hand immediately. He's like, whoa, 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 stay right there. Putting that hand on his on his weapon. Hig hops down, picks up Davis, puts him over his shoulders, fireman's carry style. Uh-huh. He says, we don't want any trouble. We just want somebody who's willing to talk to us. We got a friend here who seems injured, but I don't... I can't see anything on him, so we need to take him to your local physic. Do you have a doctor in town? Uh, I think he kind of, like, looks around at the folks that are standing. We don't have a doctor here. Any, any kind of person with any kind of medical help, with any kind of training or a stethoscope or anything that I could use to, to help my friend here. Friend, I don't know what a stethoscope is, but we don't have anyone who can help you or yours. Ah. You got some problem with the dogs? He just chews on his cheek okay that's what this is about that's ridiculous this is just a man who is in trouble and that you don't that man looks like he's one of yours too and we do not help your kind well we help your kind all the time and i don't see much reciprocation i think that garners a couple of like insults from the rest of the gathered people Okay, okay, you want to explain to us why the hell you're so set against all dogs? We can talk then. I don't have to explain anything to you, friends. You can turn around and leave. Question to the GM. Sure. Is there any kind of custom around, like, having to offer the dogs hospitality or something? Generally speaking, folks are afraid of you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But it only, insofar as you're agents of wild country, like... You you usually come to a town when there is some sort of trouble in that town, and if nobody knows about trouble in that town, they're naturally going to be afraid of your okay. presence. Hig pulls out his gun. Okay. <laughs> and, he, and he points it at Davis's head. Uh, okay. In his arms, over his shoulder. He points it at Davis's head. Well... Y'all may not like having living dogs here, but I promise you, if you for some reason found, if somebody found out that you had a dead dog in your town, you would be much more unhappy. So if one of us dies here today, that would be the end of your town entirely, I promise. You can threaten us as much as you want, but we have no qualms about killing all of you if we need to. I swear to you right now, that would bring down a fire upon you that you could not imagine. Now, please. He looks nervous. (laughs) Emmett is scanning the number of guns. I'm going to really try to threaten him here with a good manipulate someone. I'm going to actually roll some dice. Do it. Yeah, that does sound like a manipulate someone. Uh, I rolled a nine. Three, six and it's three. It doesn't matter, right? That's not so. On a seven and nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you mm-hmm. ask too much, he said. Uh, and I say, and obviously for your generosity, I would pay you. I would like to read a bad situation. <laughs> Please read a bad situation. Can I help somehow? Now, all I need is a place to put him down. And someone who has a lick of sense about him to listen to his chest. I don't care if you don't have a stethoscope. You gotta have something that I can listen to his chest with. A cone. Anybody here who's hard of hearing. If you got somebody who's hard of hearing who uses a listening cone, I could use that. Uh, I want to hear what that role was from Ebbett first. It was a seven. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read. This is our first read of bad situation. All right, so you get to hold one. 
you get to ask me one of the following questions. I guess what here is the most vulnerable to me? I, I'm pretty much counting guns. Uh, he, he's just one gun there, two guns there, shotgun over there. Everyone's armed, and I feel like at this point, Davis is the most vulnerable to you. But I will say at this point, you guys have uh, kind of been slowly advancing on this blue-vested guy. And uh, someone from sort of your left hig, you see someone kind of come out. And when you turn your head to look, you see it's a general store. And it's a woman. She's got, like, very thick brown hair with some gray streaks in it. And she's got a really nice dress on, as far as can be nice out here. And she sort of picks up her skirts as she steps out into the street and kind of, like, converses with uh, the man who's been talking to you for a little bit. And then turns to you. She's like, if you're looking for someone to help you with that man, you want to go talk to Cassidy who is a little bit further west of here. And she points in the general direction of where you guys saw that cabin. Uh, but well, there isn't anyone here who can who can act as a doctor at the time. Ma'am, I appreciate your help. It just so happened we flipped a coin, and I guess we uh, hoped that y'all would be reasonable people. But I guess we'll go talk to the man in the cabin instead. Thank you all the same. Thank you all the same. <laughs> she gave us direction. It's better I, than nothing. I do appreciate it. Y'all best sleep with one eye open, and I give Guy and Vest a blank look with my demon eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love your demon eyes. Hig does not see your demon eyes. Oh, that's very sweet, Hig. He just smirks at you, Zadie, and then spits some of his, his tobacco spit in the dirt in front of you guys. By your ear, Hig, uh, Davis kind of rattles a little bit when he breathes out. Yeah, let's get him on Let's get him on the horse. I'm worried he's got some kind of pneumonia or something. We gotta get mm -hmm. him laying down out of this heat immediately. <sighs> here, mm -hmm. here, let's, let's get some water on the back of his neck or something. That's a great idea. Ina's wets a handkerchief and just kind of drapes it over the back of Davis's neck. Gosh, I wish we could do more. Y'all gonna charge us for that water? Get out of here. Don't expect we'll be back. Hope you don't run into any trouble. Might need us. Does anyone want to do anything else before we leave this, uh, this very unfriendly town? Is there something I can kick over? <laughs> <laughs> I will go out of my way to go into the general store find a shell, <laughs> kick it over, and then leave. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a barrel of peanuts. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Can I roll to know barrel. my sister's going to kick something over? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> God, there, there's, a, like, there's a small stack of barrels like outside the general store just full of peanuts. Heck yes. <laughs> Beeline and, towards the... And I think... And it's pretty apparent when she starts, like, storming over that that's exactly what she's going to do. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> grab her by the waist. <laughs> just, just, imagine no, no, no. <laughs> just imagine her legs kicking in the air. Yes. Uh, that's exactly what happened. And it put me down. As we ride out, Hig shakes his head. He says, I would have let her do it. I didn't want to shoot my way out of here. We don't have time for that. Hig makes eye contact with you. After you say it, he says, I would have let her do it. <laughs> and then they make it for the cabin. Or he makes for the cabin. 
when you when you ride up to it, it's it's a very neat little cabin. Um, it's very sweet. It's got a little fence outside, and then there's a goat tied to the fence. Uh, and there's a little well pump kind of in front of it, and then there's a shed where uh, presumably some mules are being stacked and or, or stabled. And there's like you saw from the distance, a little bit of smoke kind of billowing out from the chimney. And when you kind of look up at the door. There's a little half moon sort of carved into the front of the door. Oh, this is the outhouse. You're right. There's a star in the half moon as well. <laughs> uh, is there, I mean, is this a symbol that any of us would recognize beyond it obviously being the moon? I think it it's a symbol that sort of you would recognize as being symbolic of like the open sky, the open night sky. It, it's something that uh, I think you've seen some people put on gifts that they've given you, if you've ever received gifts from a town. I think it's something that other folks associate with dogs, but you don't necessarily associate with yourself. This place looks nice. This place looks like the kind of place that Lincoln's pa would have made. Who's Lincoln? Lincoln was my cousin. Errold Lincoln. Errol was a nice young man, and his pa, he always made the nicest cabins. I go in the building. <laughs> <laughs> You're just barging no, in. No, no, we gotta knock. <laughs> we got an injured man. We don't have time to knock. <laughs> Hello, Cassidy. Damn it. So, does, does, does someone knock, or? <laughs> Hig knocks. All right. So I think um, Hig knocks with the back of Davis's boot. You so you knock like you rap on it once with the boot, and it opens before you're about to rap on it a second time. And uh, a younger woman, her hair is kind of tied back very tight in a bun. Um, oh, Cassidy is a woman's name. She well. she's wearing a, a, a white blouse and pants that very much look like a dress, but they're super pants. Um, they super are pants. And uh, she, she's got sort of an apron on, and she's got a little bit of flour on her face. And when she opens the door and takes all of you in and sees Davis, she's like, oh my god, you need to come in right now. And, like, leaves the door open and hurries inside. Oh, thank god. Does god exist? Thank the land. But yes. Yeah, sure. Hey, old habits die hard, and then we go inside. <laughs> When you go inside, she's uh, very methodically clearing the what you can only assume to be the kitchen table. She she doesn't even say anything to you, Hig. She kind of just motions very hurriedly for you to to come and put this man down on the table. Uh, I lay him out. Oh. She is. I feel like you're used to this level of how do I want to say this? Like the way she's going about. I guess examining Davis, because as soon as you put him down on the table, she does start doing that. It's familiar to you. It feels like she's been trained in some capacity on how to deal with something like this. Ma'am, don't, we don't know what our, our friend was awake and responsive, well, semi-responsive when we found him just a little while ago. Then he started suffering syncope and he hadn't woken up yet. I'm not sure. There's a, there's a rasping in his, in his breathing that makes me think of pneumonia, but... Gosh, I don't know, and I, I, I just, I honestly, I, I don't have the confidence to say for sure what's wrong with him. Do you? What do you think? I think she, like, holds up a, a finger and, like, puts her ear to his mouth, like, nods very curtly, and is like, I think you're right. I think we're going to need to do something to clear his airways. And I'm going to hand wave this next part because I am not a medical professional. <laughs> it got it got real gross, though, for a few minutes. <laughs> 
think it did get a little bit gross, and I feel like I can totally see Inez and Emma and Zadie kind of standing awkwardly while Hig and Cassidy are, are working on mm-hmm. uh, Davis mm-hmm. uh, for, I like, the next 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, do you make friends with the goat? Yes. <laughs> goats, uh, goats are natural friends of horses, so if there's a goat, Toby and that goat are already talking. I think they're grazing right next to each other. But I'm watching the town mostly. Gosh, Mr. Goat, is this your home? (laughs) I forgot this was a bit. I forgot about this bit. My name is is Tobias Furneaux. I am the son of a son of a mule. I belong to I belong to John Wyatt Higgins. He's a dog of the West. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Goat, you're so funny. I can't wait to meet your owner. She seems real nice. Much nicer than the folks over in that town over there. They were mean. Alright, so... (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't gonna do Goat Noises Forever. I wish you had done Goat Noises Forever. I could talk to you all day. I'm totally imagining, like, a goat chewing incessantly. I love goats so much. (laughs) I love goats. Goats are great. They're so weird. They're so stupid. I love them. Goats are natural friends to most animals because they get very lonely on their own. They're not natural friends to my sister. A goat once knocked her backwards into a trough. Oh, your sister must be mean. No, it was mostly that my sister was scared of the goat and was walking towards her. She did the falling over herself. Oh, that's right. Their their square eyes can see fear. That just like wouldn't they even get the little like the least bit scared? They just like. Oh, fainting goats? Fainting goats are the best. Oh, the fainting goats. Yeah. So we're getting back on track now. And I feel like uh, Cassidy and Hig, you probably... uh, Why am I talking to Cassidy like she was one of the PCs? Cassidy and Hig, they managed to get Davis into a position where he isn't rattling anymore. Um, And I think uh, he, he... He's more or less stable, at least as stable as one can be out in the wilderness like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is going to ask for help bringing him back. She's she's going to look at Hig. I think I think he's out of the woods, so to speak, for now. But uh, he'd probably be more comfortable in my bed rather than on this table. Um, Hig blushes. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. That's a great idea. I don't know um, what Davis would enjoy or not enjoy, but but I think that that sounds comfortable. She like gives you a weird look, and then uh, there's this like awkward pause as I think she's expecting you to to pick him up and and help him over, or at least Hig, giving you. Hig says, "Right, yes, of course," and then he reaches down and he picks Davis up. And I think there's a moment of miscommunication. So when you say "right," she also reaches down to pick up. Davis. <laughs> oh no. And and in the process, like her hand brushes against yours, and uh, I think fine. she she uh, she like pulls back. I'm I'm sorry, doctor, and then allows uh, allows you to take Davis back. Oh, uh, he picks him up. Oh, ma'am, I am not a doctor, but uh, thank you for the compliment. And let's just put him down. At least he's out of the heat now. I think that was probably the worst for him. And I think uh, while Higgs kind of putting Davis uh, to bed, Cassidy turns to everyone else. 
you all are probably very dusty and also very tired, aren't you? Yeah. Been a bit of a day. I had supper on when you came by, but I was smart enough to take it off. It might be a little bit cold, but I'm willing to share it with y'all if you're okay with that. Would you like any help putting it together? Uh, all I ask is that you clean up before you sit at my table. Be all too happy to clean up, I'm sure. Um, just a second, and she, like, goes back, and you hear some, like, cabinets and stuff opening and closing, and she procures four clean towels for all of you, um, Hig included. Hig, and, uh, Hig picks up the clean towel with utter reverence. He has not seen <laughs> or especially touched a clean towel in as long as he can remember. Oh, Hig! Oh, Hig! Um... The pub's outside, so help yourself, and when you're clean, you can come in and eat. So I assume they just, you know, go file off to the wherever they can wash. Yeah, yeah, and the pump outside would probably be the best bet. There isn't really a stream around here. Squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, wow. Alright, so you guys are gonna clean up. Not to make this seem like an intimate moment, but I feel like you can tell a lot about a person by the way they, like, refresh themselves in in this instance. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to go around and see how everyone goes about doing it. Hig uh, re-rolls up his sleeves. He usually keeps them rolled up, but they'd kind of fallen down um, while he was carrying Davis. He re-rolls up his sleeves. He takes water. First, he splashes it on his face and cleans his face. Uh, and then he very vigorously scrubs his hands. He uh, takes care to scrub underneath his fingernails and uh, dries his knuckles, and he uh, keeps his hands raised as though he were sort of trying to hold them above a table and lets them uh, and then uh, lets them dry off in the air. What about Inez? I think Inez, the first thing she does is she takes off her hat. She dunks her entire head under the pump. Because she has a <laughs> lot of hair and it's very sweaty. Mm-hmm. So I think she like kind of like basically rubs her fingers through her hair real quick to try and get some of that out. Like twists it into a knot and like puts the hat on her bag basically. And then she washes her hands and face properly. Um, Zadie? Zadie will... Uh... She, like, scoops a bunch up and then puts it, like, over her head and does basically what uh, Inez had done, but, like, more of shoveling it onto her face rather than dunking her head. Gotcha. Yeah. So it kind of just, like, continuously splashing your face and and neck and stuff with water. Got it. What about Emmett? Emmett takes the bucket and just dumps it over himself. And then uses the towel to get the dirt off. <laughs> it's a terrible you like child. There a couple persistent stains that <laughs> that won't quite go, but they, they're gone enough. <laughs> so I think uh, after you all are refreshed enough, I think some of you may even um, uh, like take the time to to tie up your horses to whatever is available. I think. Um, I offer my fancy brush to the ladies so they can comb their hair that uh, they have, oh. as opposed to me with my oh, no hair. Damn it. <laughs> Zadie definitely takes it. I mean, 
did, did I not have combs with them? I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure this is amazing. Listen, I got a list of gear that I have, and it is a revolver, <laughs> some ammunition, and a silver-handled horse bristle brush. I've just kind of assumed that I have things like handkerchiefs. You might. If that's something that you want to have, it totally can be, but you don't- you certainly don't have, like, a full-fledged toiletry kit. Yeah. Like. So yeah, we take the brush, because it's very nice to have and not have to use your fingers. Now that you're all refreshed. I think the sun's starting to dip a little bit lower, and it is about that time where supper is on, and I think, uh, Cassidy, while you guys were getting cleaned up, started to warm some things up, so some of that smell is kind of wafting out of the house towards you guys, and it smells really good. Especially after <laughs> molotoving a bear instead of eating. <laughs> so, uh, when when you're back inside, she kind of just motions for everyone to sit down. Sooner than later, uh, Cassidy puts basically two cast iron skillets on, on these mitts on the table. Um, she's got tin plates out for everyone and tin mugs, too. You're all just sitting around the table eating. Emmett's not crying. I must say we are a little bit surprised to receive hospitality like this after, I mean, I'm sure you know how the town is. She nods and kind of swallows whatever she's chewing on. That town's been that way for a while. They don't really take kindly to dogs. That's why I don't live there. No, but my pa was. I, I lean over to Zadie. I'm like, there's pepper in this. <gasps> Zadie You're... is eating. At a much was, faster pace now. Who is your pepper in it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, all right, go ahead. No, I want to hear more about the pepper. No. I genuinely do. <laughs> it has spices. I mean, how long has it been since they were in, like, a civilized place? It's been nah. a hot minute. The last yeah. place we stopped by, we showed up, the town burnt down, um, and then we immediately fought a demon. So we have not been in a fancy place uh, very long. Um, uh, probably not since we were kids. Um, Mrs. Gassidy, who is your father, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, we might my know pa, him. well, he's long dead, so I don't know how that'd be possible, but his name was Michael, uh, Michael Gutierrez. Hmm. Does he know him? Why don't you roll, and I will tell you what I'm thinking. Evens or odds. Okay. Evens or odds. Uh -huh. All right. I lost one of the dice. That was evens. Uh, yep. He does. He has heard of him at the very least. What have I heard? He was a pretty staunch man, fair, but didn't say a whole lot. Pretty. He he had a similar figure to. Cassidy, you can kind of see the resemblance now, I think. He was known for carrying uh, a hatchet around. No guns. Oh. Michael Gutierrez is your father. <laughs> I saw him once throw a hatchet across a room and split a knife that another person had thrown into a dartboard that had split a dart in two. He split a knife that had split a dart. From across the room. Uh, I think uh, Cassie sort of politely glances at everyone and like <laughs> dabs her mouth. Yeah, he's he's told me that story a couple of times. It was amazing. <laughs> he didn't even say anything about it afterwards. I mean, I know he was kind of a... I got the sense that he was a staunch, quiet man. You know, fair, but, uh, but quiet. But I would have at least said, Did y'all see that? 
But uh, but he didn't even say that. It was amazing. Dad didn't boast about a whole bunch of things. At least he told you that story. I'm glad to hear that. I would have been very, very sad if he had not told you that amazing story. I think uh, Inez especially can tell that she is trying to be very polite about the story, but she has heard it a thousand and one times. So In the background, she... Emmett has eaten too fast and is doing that choking thing, and then he grabs, like, water and just drink, 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 drink. Zadie is pounding her brother on the back so that he does not choke. Yeah. Well, I, I had not heard that he had died, so I am sorry for your loss. It's all right. It's been a couple of years now, and, and I mean, it was his time. He'd gotten very old, I'm sure I'm sure you know. Yeah, he wasn't sprightly when I saw the whole knife-splitting thing. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, he seemed like a good man. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go wash up and then check on our patient. Uh, if you wouldn't mind washing your plates, too, when you're done, I of would course. appreciate that. Of course, of course, of course. So I think uh, she kind of goes outside and rinses her plate out and then stacks it somewhere and then goes to check on Davis. You guys have some time to confer. What do you guys want to talk about? First of all, if there are any, like, pots or anything she dirtied while making this shit, we are cleaning that as well because that is what you do as a guest. <laughs> Emmett has licked his plate clean. Zadie has handed her plate off to Demon Trap. Hey, I mean, I don't mean to pry, but it seems like maybe you knew what was happening. A little bit more than we did, anyhow. Like, like, how long do we think we're gonna have to hang around here with him? Oh, I, I don't know about that. Uh, he had some kind of obstruction in his lungs. I don't know why, though. Usually, usually, if you got something like pneumonia, you got you know water on the lung. You, you had some reason you got sick, young. Healthy people don't usually get just plain on pneumonia. It could be tuberculosis, but I, I don't think he doesn't look consumptive. Whatever it is, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. But but it's 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 like he's sick. He's not injured, just sick. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. If he'd maybe been, I guess he could have been hit hard or something. I didn't see any bruises, though. Alright, I, I was just... I, I didn't get a good, good enough look at him to know. Honestly, I didn't either. I, I should have done a better... I should have done a better job. I, no, I was no, just no. worried about Hig. him breathing. Hig, he's lucky that he ran into us at all. Well, what if he'd been poisoned or something? He could have been snake bit, and I just didn't spot anything. I... I can't believe I didn't even check his... I didn't take even take his boots off. I don't know. Hig, I'm sure you did your best. There's oh, only so much one person can do. Yeah. Alright. We got him here, though. Emmett yep. and Zadie. Yes. This is a real nice place. And there are a lot of real nice things around here. We're not thieves. <laughs> Random voice in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice in Zadie's head. Yeah, I wasn't implying that you were thieves. But, but it is a very oh, nice place. But it is a nice Thank place, and they have nice things. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about that voice in Zadie's head. 
I will say this, though. As you're kind of, like, doing dishes with uh, everyone outside, like, I see you guys having this conversa- conversation sort of around the pump. Are you... Oh, totally. Are you doing anything, um, twins? Zadie, she's gonna, like, glance over at the other two and then is gonna look back over at Emmett. I saw Hig slip something into his belongings after we faced off with Adriana. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um... I don't know what it was. Well, sort of knew what it was. It was looking awful suspicious-like. But he didn't tell any of us about it, and he said he didn't find nothing. It was like a little black book. Did you see anything like that while you were going over her stuff? No, I just found the the ammo and the the horse brush, and that was about it. We're going to have to talk to him about that sooner or later. Hey, Zadie. Yeah. You... Get some, get the feeling, you got some itchy fingers thinking about that book. Not a, not invoking anything, mind you, yeah. but you, uh, you get some itchy fingers, and I think after a little while, uh, Cassidy comes out and she's got uh, a little bottle and like a small stack of shot glasses. <laughs> Bless. And uh, she comes over to the pump. And she's like, "Thank you all for doing that." You come back inside. I figured a small apartif uh, would be in order. I'm sure you haven't had anything like it in a while. And she's like smiling. She's she's been really hospitable. She's been really nice I to know. you all. She's such a sweetheart. <laughs> Inez said she would hurt us if we didn't clean the pots. <laughs> she she smiles and then nods at Inez. Well, thank you for threatening them. Is all I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure I quite threatened you. I mean, you may have taken that meaning. <laughs> I took that meaning. I believe you drew a gun and started waving it around. That's what well, I That's just what you do when you're a guest. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you just wave a gun at people. No. Clean, <laughs> clean the dishes if they cooked for you. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Still, the gun was a little bit extravagant. She puts her hands on her hips. Anyway, about that drink. For uh, for the, the dog and the cat's purposes, for demon bait and Fleabag, she is going to insist that at least Fleabag stay on the porch and not come inside. But no offense to him, it's, it's just that I've noticed that dogs tend to get into things that they shouldn't quite be getting into, if you know what I mean. With a patient around, I don't, I don't want Davis to be disturbed. All right. Do you mind... And- Sorry, I, I don't know if this is a bad time, but I, I'm just a little bit curious why why the town feels the way it does. We don't normally see quite such a reaction when we come into a town. Her open expression kind of shifts over to a darker one whenever you ask about that. That town has been unfriendly to dogs since Pa set this cabin up here. They used to have land closer by, but... We have to move away because they tended to be a little bit hostile to this kind. So it's been that way for a while. Um, you are you here to fix whatever's going on with them? Uh, if we can figure out if there's a thing to fix, certainly. I mean, you know, you always get a little bell ringing when people are this cagey, but we don't know quite enough yet to to be able to say if we can fix it. But we'll try. Do you know anything about it? All I know is that Davis came by before he went into town, and then the next time I saw him, he looked like that. 
with you holding him up on my front doorstep. So I know that something goes on there and that whenever they get visitors, those visitors don't tend to leave. Not not just dogs, all visitors? She nods and kind of bites her lip. You think maybe they're protecting something? It seems to me like they might be, yeah. Well, sounds like something we gotta look into. Do you, do you mind keeping a watch over Davis while we look into it? I absolutely will. I refuse to go into that town, so. Oh, I, I don't blame you. How, how do you need to do? How do you live out here on your own if if the town won't deal with you? I've got mules and chickens and goats, and you know the land provides whenever I need something desperately. So Inez gives all of them a look. Uh, I think we'd better go back tomorrow then. She like thinks about something for a second. You know, it's the strangest thing. People don't come out of that town, but they don't look like they're wanting for anything and. I'm sure you met the general store manager at some point, but I don't know how she keeps her stuff stocked, so I would just watch your backs is all. That's what we're trained in. Well, training is kind of a strong word for it. <laughs> I think she she still looks a little bit concerned, uh, but she nods and smiles and she knocks back a shot glass. This is definitely absinthe, by the way, <laughs> so... If you want to be careful, that might be a good idea. Do we need to roll anything? <laughs> if you don't want to be careful, anybody who has more than three shots, I'm going to need you to roll some stuff. Hig is already accidentally in three shots because he was trying to figure out what it was. Man, what? What is? What is Boys. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude because I thought her whiskey was green and I thought I'd embarrass her if I mentioned something. <laughs> So I drank extra so that she wouldn't think that I was upset about the green whiskey. <laughs> so uh, the, the way I think I'm going to run this is if you roll anything above a... Just roll 1d6, and if you roll above a 4, you are taking one harm into the next day because you have a hangover. <laughs> I rolled a 2. Ha-ha. I rolled a 6. Oh, Sadie! <laughs> Wait. So we so if we roll under four we got a hang we got a hangover. No, if you roll over four you. Oh. Get a <laughs> did Hank get hungover? What did you get? Oh, I got a two. <laughs> oh. Okay. So just Zadie. Oh, Zadie. Sorry, Zadie. absinthe uh, definitely hits your stomach a little bit harder than you were expecting and by the time um, Cassidy directs you to the stables and the loft where all of you will be able to sleep in some nice clean hay you're a little wobbly on on that ladder as Mm -hmm. you're going up. You do end up nestling down kind of next to Emmett. The world sort of swims around you while you close your eyes and drift off to sleep. You you start having some really vivid dreams. Um particularly of, of just sort of this great iron snake almost it feels like you Zadie has never seen anything like it in her life uh, and you're you're riding a horse but it's not your horse and mm-hmm. you're running alongside it and you're running along with your brothers too and uh, it, it, it kind of swims in and out for you I think mm-hmm. but um, eventually it, it swims out and then you you're you find yourself inside a uh, sort of a 
a saloon and, and you've been carousing and you've been drinking with um, your brothers again and there's just a whole bunch of money on on the table in front of you and when I say money I mean like gold and silver and it's glinting in the firelight and uh, I think you wake up with a start the sun is only barely peeking up over the horizon, mm-hmm. kind of shining in your eye, the same way that money was shining in, in your eye. You have the distinct feeling that what you saw was not something you have ever seen before. The scenes were not yours. Mm-hmm. It still feels familiar to you. I try to keep it a little vague. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally understand. I do want to ask, like, it, I think the others are still asleep. It's like the butt crack of dawn. Yeah. Is uh, what's Zadie doing? You have a, you have a splitting headache yeah, right now. I'm gonna try climbing down from the loft first things first. Uh huh. You are painfully aware of how many steps are on that ladder. Yeah, more than I was when I was going up, and I'm painfully aware of like every single creak it makes. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I get down, I'm gonna head to the pump and get myself some water. You head over to the pump and uh, some fresh clean water kind of comes out. You splash your face, I imagine. Maybe take a drink. Yeah. The house is quiet. There's no smoke coming out of the chimney. Mm-hmm. The goat is asleep. You presume the chickens, and I think Demabait is on the porch, and he kind of like lifts an eye and kind of looks at you but leaves you alone. Mm-hmm. I'll like take a seat on the steps of the porch. I won't get close to, to the doggy but I'll sit there and sort of take a deep breath and try and center myself and squeeze my eyes shut so that the sun isn't as bright. You get sort of a an itch at the back of your neck, mm-hmm. but it's not on your skin. Mm-hmm. It's like closer to your skull. In your ear, it almost feels like somebody whispers, man, you really did a number on yourself, didn't you? But when you when your head sort of snaps to that direction, you don't see anybody there. Okay, no more, no more absinthe. That sounds like a good idea. Ironhides is run by Palomi Praytap and is a production of the One Shot Network. Emmett Marlowe is played by Chris Mahaffey. Zadie Marlowe is played by Madge Witt. Hig is played by Michael Van Silva. And as Science is played by Minna Riley. The title music is by Emily E. Mayo. This episode was edited by Michael Van Silva. That's me. The next episode of Ironhides will actually air in just two weeks, on Friday the 31st. Because I've been locked in a room until I either solve the long cold case of my brother's murder or edit more Ironhides. Is that bi-monthly or bi-weekly? I'm not sure. It's another mystery to solve. Until then, follow us on Twitter at IronhidesPod. Thanks for listening.